Alright, here we go. Welcome everybody. It is episode 21 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. We can drink. We can. Yeah. That's we're, legal we're legal. <clears throat> I will drive you guys. <laughs> Alright. Um, it's August 20th. 13th. And we have a special episode tonight because our original guest canceled on us. And so we brought back two guests that have the most listened to podcast. On my right is Matt Mishinsky, and on my left is Griffin James from Basket Case. And I guess I'll, I just introduced them. So you can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. <coughs> Just search hot take from the kitchen. And we have an email address that's blowing up late, lately. You can reach us at hot take from the kitchen at gmail.com. It is H O T T A K E F R O M T H E K I T C H E N at gmail.com. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and we received two emails this week in the past two days, and we also received a thank you letter from Sue Aller, our guest last week. It's in the bag. It was very nicely handwritten. That was a great pod. Was it? I loved it. Glad to hear it. What'd you love about it? You got to know Sue. The, the simple things, like what her colors <clears throat> are, what her her favorite dog, all that stuff. We did a deep dive, in-depth interview. I guarantee it was probably her hardest interview she ever had. Well, I imagine. No, <laughs> but it fit into what we do. Right, exactly. You know, it was very, very us. Whatever we are, it was very us. Yes. I mean, we could have talked about a lot more. We could have gotten into a whole bunch of things, but Brad would have also just left. So, and I didn't want that. <laughs> would have called under the table and was like, all right, see ya. Yeah. Brad, take a nap. When you guys are done, let me know. That's awesome. All right. So I'll read the emails. The first one is from Michelle Missy Meyer, and it was the subject was Hello from Ann Arbor. And it says, Hi, very cool podcast. Late to start started, but it got but got caught up quickly with my long drives. Great discussions on music, sports, current events, love the top fives. How about top five TV cartoons? Ooh, love, love the fun guests, one. platform Ooh. you give them to explain and promote their jobs, passions, and city. Excited to visit Alpena now, especially Cabin Creek, Scoops, Austin Brothers, and Lake Huron. What else would you recommend out-of-towners out to see or do? And is it bike-friendly? Thanks, Michelle. Michigan girl, go blue. Well, Michelle, we'd like to thank you for listening to Hot Take from the Kitchen. And I'd like to point out, if you listen to podcast number four, you will hear our top five cartoons of all time. <laughs> we have done that. But it's not necessarily adult cartoons. Is that what she asked, right? They just said top five TV cartoons. Oh, TV cartoons. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess we kind of have done that then. What? Yeah, um, we missed some, so you could totally do it again. There's a lot to unlock, a lot I unpack there. My first thing was there's a high fidelity reference in there. First time caller, lifelong listener, so I like that. Oh. Yep. Um, I did like that. And then, of course, you can tell she's she's been influenced a little bit, right? Am yes. I assuming correctly? Yes. yes. He is so. friends with my brother and sister. Right. So, so a couple of their favorite places. So, um, one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given um, was by 
my good friend Rick, who was podcast. Um, and Alice and I were going to go to New York on our honeymoon. And Rick spent a short time on honeymoon. And or, I'm sorry, living in New York City. And he said the best thing to do in New York City is just to walk around. He goes, don't don't try to cab it as much as you can, or don't you know, don't. You're going to because you get tired. And you you could have tried to ride the subway once, but your best bet is just to walk around and take in the city and find these little weird spots that you only find walking around. And that is my best advice for Alpina too. Yeah, is just to get on your bike or walk around, and especially on the weekend, it's a little bit different during the winter time, uh, during the middle of the week. Um, you know, in February, I don't know, Tuesday, when it's three degrees, Alpine is significantly different than it is um, July on a Saturday. So, uh, but yeah, just come around and walk around. There's a whole bunch of, I could go on and on. And part of our top five tonight, we will. So yeah. it'll give her an opportunity. It kind of falls right into that. So. Yeah. And on that, yes, Alpine is bike friendly. We have a bike path throughout town and a little south and north. So. Yeah. And the drivers are learning to respect the bikers and that the bikers do have a right to be on the road despite what anybody else would like to say. And I'd like to give a shout-out to my friend Sue and Thane, and I thank you for working on the bike rights around town. Yeah, I feel like Opina is getting into the bike rights. Like, I lived down in Ann Arbor for a while, and everybody rode bikes, and all the people driving really respected when they were you know, on the road up here, I feel like people are just starting getting used to it, thinking that they should be on the sidewalk when really it's, you're not supposed to be on the sidewalk. You're supposed to be on the road. Um, it would be nice for Alpina to get a little bit more bored on bike respect. Well, I don't, I think I sounded like I am a bike rider myself. <laughs> I don't ride bikes. We're going to talk about that later. Oh. So I don't want people to think that I am championing this behind a 10 speed. I am championing this from my brown chair in my living room. So well, here's my, I'm going to give my two cents on the bike thing because <laughs> I respect the bike thing. And I get, cause I've been to other communities where there's straight bike, strong bike presence and it doesn't need to be respected. However, I will say that biking needs to be treated no different than you would a pedestrian Absolutely. Or, or a person in a car. And what I mean by that is, if I'm in a car and I see another person on a car that does not see me, I do not make the assumption that that person should automatically see me and that I should do it. Like, sometimes people are just really bad drivers, period. It doesn't matter whether you're on a bike, it doesn't matter in your car, it doesn't matter whether you're on your foot. So that's my only problem. Sometimes it feels... Like they're going out of their way to prove a point. And my point is, it, some of those, it's, it doesn't matter whether I could be on a big cement truck going down the road, that person's still an idiot behind the wheel. So it really didn't matter if they were on a bike and in a car or, or walking, like I said. So, yeah, good point. That's yeah. all. I know a couple of people that I don't drive with because they just scare me that much. I mean, it's, it's I just don't. But with that being said, they just passed a new law in Michigan this year. So you have to give them a certain amount of space. I think yeah. they wanted 50, now it's 30, right? <coughs> I think that's a, something like that. So, Or maybe it was five, then it's three feet. I wonder what we are passing or something like that. But anyways, I know, you know, still be curious, but I'm just, uh, that was nice. Three feet doesn't seem like enough. So. 
Oh, three agree. feet doesn't seem like enough. No, I feel like it should be more. But if you're going down the road and there's oncoming traffic, I mean, are you supposed to like stop and then let the car go by and then go around them? Or are you supposed to just like you would with a car? So you okay. would, you would if the bikers are going 15 miles per hour mm-hmm. in a 55 mile per hour tube track, you're going to go 15. That whole time until it's safe to pass, and then you would pass. Oh, it's going to make so many people. Yeah. I understand people's frustration because it's like, you're on a bike, and I need to get to wherever. However, you're driving a large weapon. <laughs> I got it. I I'm so scared. Don't go to Ann Arbor. My, my family hit a milestone this week. Henry shed his training wheels. And now he's two-wheeling it. Oh, my God. This is going to be so good later on. And well, let's just stop. Let's just stop. No, I, I, no the no. joy that I got from watching him be so super proud that he's on a two-wheel bike is amazing to me. I'm sure it is. And so, but then it hit me as he was driving away the third or fourth time at the parking lot that, oh, God, I got to get a bike now. You can borrow mine. No. Do you want I, training wheels on yours? Yes. <laughs> you feel like a beach yeah. cruiser bike. I'm going to get one of those four-wheel bike things. <laughs> the ones where you do with your hands? Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Email number two. All right. Email number two is from our friend Karen. And she just wanted to give us an update on the Friends of the Library book sale going on today, um, this week. And she wrote, hey, guys, hope I didn't get this to you too late. I've been a bit distracted with family in town. If you're willing to share the information about the book sale, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks. Sale takes place at the library, and the book sale schedule is as follows. Thursday, 8.16 from 2 to 8 p.m. Friday, the 17th from 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Saturday, the 18th is a bag sale from 9.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Thanks again, and have a great day. So if you need some books, go to the library and buy some books. Awesome. Cause. Don't we have another email? No. Are you sure? Oh, maybe there's a... The new one came through. Oh, oh Allison. Oh. All right. I didn't refresh. So. Well, I think you were supposed to read it before you said that. It was supposed to be anonymous, so you're already... Well, her name came up, yeah. so... <laughs> uh, just, yeah, back to... It's just anonymous. It's this question from anonymous. All right. If you were on an episode of Family Feud, who would you choose to be on your team? Well, thanks, Anonymous. Wow. So I'd have to pick four people. Allison, I she I, I can see why she wanted to do this. So we've had this discussion before. So um, if it was family, it was pretty easy for me since I really don't have a very big family, and most of my family's on Allison's side. So my kids, I don't think I'd take them. They're just too young. Unless it was a teen edition, and then I definitely would take them. Pop episode. Yeah. So, I'm assuming she would want to do Friends then. Yeah. So, that'd be tough. Let's save it to the end. Okay. I think. All right. Deal. All right. guess that closes the mailbag, and we'll take a break and come back with the hot takes. Sounds good. All right. Now we are on to our hot takes, and our first subject today is there was an orca mother and some others from her pod that pushed her dead baby around for two weeks and she finally released it. What? Yes. Yeah. Why? What? Why would they kept pushing it out out of the water? Okay. Hoping maybe it would breathe. 
It's sad. It's horrifically sad. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and what would happen is other what was it called? Not a pack. What is it called? Pod. Pod is when she would get tired to feed. Yeah. The other whale would come and take her place. Whales are awesome. So that the mother could go eat, get a rest, come back, and then hold her baby up out of the water. Humans need to take a lesson from whales. I feel like that's horribly sad, but at the same time, very amazing. It's incredible. Two weeks to. Yeah. I wonder if they were traveling to like a burial site or like where were they going? Were they just hoping or did they just finally realize, okay, this it's not breathing anymore? Let's just stop this. <clears throat> Maybe it smells a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you have to have the guy come from the copter, grab Pete Mitchell and say, Pete, you gotta let him go. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> let him go, sir. You gotta let him go, sir. <laughs> Because sometimes you're just hanging on the goose so tight. You just, I mean, he's your wingman. He's been there through thick and thin. And you just don't want to let him go. Even if it was your fat, the fault that the jet wash happened. You punched out. Weird thing happened. Told him to watch out for the canopy. Yeah. And he didn't. And he just smokes his dome. <laughs> the canopy. Nothing he could do about it. I know, but it's just. I love Goose. It's a faulty system. It should have went over to the side. Well, Meg Ryan has a lawsuit against the Navy. She does. Or the Air Force, whatever they were in. (laughs) So we just took something super sad and poignant and turned it into Top Gun. But it is one of our favorite movies. (laughs) He was in the Navy because he was a naval aviator. Right. So I was right the first time. There you go. All right. And sticking with the Army type subject. There is a British sniper who killed an ISIS commander from over a mile away with a 40-year-old gun. Wow. He used a 50 caliber machine gun, but he put on a special scope. And really? Yes. Yeah, I, read the, I read the article, and it was really graphic. Yeah. That's a definition of reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's like an AT&T commercial. Not to, I'm going to get graphic here, but I guess when the bullet hit the guy, he lost his arm. Yeah. Just took them off. It was a fit. It was yeah. 50 caliber yeah, fifty caliber is gonna take you. Yeah, I'm over a mile away, but I guess that isn't the record because there was a Canadian guy from two point one four miles. Was he trying to like set a record? No, <laughs> just trying to utilize antiques or something. I don't. I didn't read the article, but fifty caliber rounds from a mile. This brings up a great point. I'll change the subject because it's kind of getting weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How cool has it been that Northern Strike AT has been in town? Oh, yeah, amazing. I love the A-10s. I remember as a kid, my, my grandfather took me out to the air base, and we got to walk on the tarmac and see them and whatnot, and they've always been one of my favorite airplanes. I think I read it was, it's the National Guard's largest exercise There's of the year. Tons. Yes. So it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Crazy and cool. There was a couple of Blackhawks that flew over our house during dinner. We were outside on the deck eating, and a couple of Blackhawks flew over. It was amazing. Yeah, this week I'm actually, um, uh, Carl, he's a friend of mine. We saw his shirts in the store, but he's uh, taking me out to the base to show me around, which is really cool. I've never done anything like that, but very patriotic, so it will be cool to go out there and see, you know, all the different helicopters and planes and what have you. I've been on the base once, not when it's this full, yeah. um, for military appreciation. 
um, through the chamber, our Red, White, and Blue review, which is in October again. So tickets, I don't think are on sale quite yet, but um, I'm sure I'll let you guys know when they are on sale. But since we brought it up, tickets for the Grove Carl are available right now. So they are twenty dollars until September seventh, and it goes up to twenty five. You are on top of it. I am. I so, want beer for it. But. We've actually shortened up. Um, we've got two less restaurants this year, but that'll give people a little more time to, they won't feel so rushed to make it to every place. So that was the point of that. And I think it was a very wise decision. So, How long have you been doing that for? I've been with the chamber for five years. Oh, wow. Cool. Almost six. So. Well, I'll buy a ticket. Have you done it? Mm-mm. Oh, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Is it? Yeah. Wanting to experience uh, things like that a little Typically, bit more. It's happened the past couple of years where right after celebrate for a purpose. So okay. they've been right on top of each other. But this year, there was something going on at the Aplex. So we had to move celebrate it back a week, which kind of worked out. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Very cool. All right. <laughs> a police officer in Florida handcuffed an 11 year old for dribbling a basketball. So, is that a. Police run event for basketball. It's like a police league. And the kid was dribbling the basketball, and I guess the cop asked him to stop, but the kid didn't hear him apparently, so the cop went over, pushed him to the ground, and handcuffed him. There's got to be more to the story. Yeah. I'm sure there is. Bomb on him or something. Maybe the cop's having a bad day, like a really bad day. Watch it. Really terrible day. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> but there's also got to be more to that story. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a game going on. And what's the rule number one with this game going on? Hold the balls. Yes. That's it's kind of moral code, yeah. That's, that's well known. Did it say that? I think everything was done. The kid was just dribbling the basketball. Well, I'm trying to help the guy out, and it's not working. But the you know, cop said he was being disrespectful. So he handcuffed him for being disrespectful. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's your answer. That's enough. All right. All right. Great. And our last topic is probably our biggest one. Tiger Woods. Oh, yes. Second place in the PGA Championship <laughs> yesterday. It's starting to make me feel good about my bold prediction of two majors next year. He would have won yesterday had he hit a fairway. Actually, no. Brad just wouldn't have texted me. I think Tiger is going to win. Oh, so it's your fault. <laughs> oh, I said if he wins, I would cry. It's your it immediately fault. double bogeyed the hole. He didn't double bogey anything. He just had a bad drive. So he saved par on that hole. <laughs> it's amazing, though. But, yes, how exciting is that? It looks like what we were talking about earlier about whether Tiger is going to be in the Ryder Cup kind of answered itself now. So it definitely looks like he's going to play. It's another one where Phil's going to play. So, Well, Phil, though, will not be, not be on the Ryder Cup unless Jim Freer picks him. Well, he's going to be a captain's pick. Well, I don't know if that's right, but that's just nice. I want the Tiger Woods redemption story to battle back from what he had to deal with, self-induced and not. Uh, I'm, I, for one, am hoping for the Tiger Woods redemption. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I want to see him do well. I want to see him win. I don't know if redemption is the word. I think that's my problem with your statement. I don't know if redemption is really what, I mean. Well, what would it be? Come back. What does redemption mean? Everybody loves a comeback. That's for sure. Redemption is more as he's trying to redeem himself from something. You realize the depths of what he went to? He was pulled over at 2 o'clock in the morning in a highway 
drunk on or stoned on four different types of pills. I, I agree with in the all middle of, that, of the road. But I don't think him winning Sleeping. the Masters redeems that. That's something completely else. I think it redeems him from a club to the head on Thanksgiving. Well. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just a little, you know, different viewpoints. Yep, I right. see. I'm with you, though. I mean, there's a lot more that I want to do to him win. I agree, 100%. Good for the game. Yeah. I was listening. I had to take pictures of cars, and I always turned it on various channels. I knew they were doing a lot of Ryder Cup talk today, so I was listening to PGA Radio. And it was amazing. They were talking about the possible European and American teams, and they say something like only one golfer out of the top 25 is probably not going to make it. So it's like you have literally one of the first time ever. It's like the world's best golfers just going at it. So that's awesome. So you guys want my take on? I like playing golf. I cannot watch golf. I respect people that are into it, and I, I understand all that. But if I want to take a nap, I put golf on. Or I put baseball on. I love baseball. I love. I love playing golf. I love actually doing the physical activity of both. But watching them for some reason, and I know Tiger Woods. He's coming back. That's that's awesome. That's great. But I didn't need to take a nap. So I didn't watch it. <laughs> That's how I, 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 I watch baseball. I nap when I watch baseball. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I, I flip on Napscar. <laughs> I can I after two left turns I'm in I'm in La La Land. Well the people that are announcing golf games really soft spoken. Like, oh yeah, you're just teed up right there. It's 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 like taking four NyQuil. Like you're just you're just <laughs> that is my personal take. Again, nothing against golf. I love playing it. Love doing all that, but watching it to me is sleepy time. <laughs> Four Nyquil, really? <laughs> Not that I've ever tried that or done that, but in my uh, comparison wise, that's what it would be like. No wonder you're sleeping through everything. <laughs> Since we're on golf, I'm gonna. <laughs> I texted Steve today. Got a new segment I want to start called phrasing. And on Saturday, I was listening to golf on Sirius XM because I was going out to pose for a wedding. And they went to this lady. She has a nice British accent. And the guy hit the shot. And as she's talking, she goes, he just hit it to the length I love. Or he got it to the length I love, six to eight inches. (laughs) And then they went to somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a really rough time. <laughs> We've been more inappropriate than this podcast we've ever been. I'm, what I'm is sorry. going on? I blame you both of you. I've, I was spicy today, and I needed this, so thank you. Yeah. We're turning the the way, rating, I'm turning the ratings thing out for this spot. All right. Well, that's all you need to. I don't think anybody's dropped the F-bomb or anything. No. I mean, we're being, haven't said anything about it. We're being all pretty right. PG. I'm all right. I put wrong shutters on my house today, so I'm a little in the back of my mind. I saw mind. that. Yeah. Well, you're a foot and a half wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, not like a little bit. Like, like, you're, like, you're like a so half proud a of myself, too, because I don't do much stuff like that. And I uh, put them up and took a step back. <laughs> I was like, I kind of hate myself right now because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I put up the wrong size shutters. Um but then I didn't go buy new ones. I actually just took off um, remaining ones that are on the back of my house that you can see, like on the second level. 
trying to replace the ones that were cracked or broken, trying to reuse, you know, and, uh, should have measured. I have three tape measures. I just, uh, have this can do attitude that sometimes doesn't work out in my favor. You were eyeballing it. I was eyeballing it. And that's, uh, not the right way to do things, especially when you're putting up shutters. So lesson learned, measure. It's a good lesson. All right. Another break. <laughs> Starting. Okay. So you like, cause you have by far had the best surprise so far in the pod. And then Matt, you, um, what was I just thinking about your pod? Oh, your pod, we shouldn't even, you could make the argument we shouldn't even done it because it was snowmageddon yeah. during your pod. So, like, and it was the fact that you almost got stuck down my road, but you were adamant on, I want to drive, I want to drive through this, I'm going to pick you up, and it's going to be awesome. And I was like, dude, Alpina is literally shut down. It's the first time I've ever remember our town being shut down mm-hmm. from snow. And you're like, dude, I'm picking you up in a front-wheel drive van, let's do this. <laughs> they so, go through the snow, man. Yeah. So... You guys, as we've talked, have both been our most beloved or however you want to well-liked pods. So I thought I would do a segment for each of you, and I thought the best way to do it is you guys to paper, rock, scissors, who goes first. Right here we go. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, three, shoot. Yeah. Rock. (laughs) Griff. Yep. So we talked a little bit about your basket case. Basket case. And since time, we've been on a video together. Yeah. It seems to be decently liked. Um, you and I are both part of the DDA ambassadors. We are, probably. So, yes. Yeah. I still saw that somebody posted a photo that wasn't downtown. So Did they get, get the map, though? I know no, the map was so really cut Let me back. just let's spitball here. If we were going to do a downtown group where you take pictures and help promote downtown, what do you think the one prerequisite of that group is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stay downtown. <laughs> or just post pictures of that. I just love it. But anyways, <laughs> like, like, is that real? No, it's real. Anyways, so I thought we would talk a little bit about something that I've been working on with your help. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be a great way to segue into, because I'm certainly not the first person that you've done this with. Mm-hmm. I think Carly's a great example of that. So I thought we could, you know, maybe talk about her a little bit and all that stuff. So um, I take pictures, as you guys all know, and I'm taking these pictures and I'm putting them on coasters. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. and then that's awesome. And then Griff's going to sell them. We're going to sell them at the basket case, which I'm really excited about because um, I use a lot of Steve's pictures um, for the Cabin Creek special. That, that comes out Monday yeah. through Friday, and by far those get the most response, and people talk about them the most. And but besides all that, the pictures are just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they're really you, you got the eye. Well, I've you gotten do. better, which helps. But I thought what was interesting is you. I didn't. I thought about doing this for a while, but you really have been the one that's kind of um, nudging the meatball across the plate for lack of a better term, I just really heard you and, and you think I should do it. And I will until we have them in the store. I well, will stop once we are selling. We're close. We're, yeah. we're close to whatever, <laughs> but, um, so we're just working on the last little bit and I think we'll be there. And then, um, what's needed is I've got some pictures of Talos area. Oh, very cool. And of course, Greater Rapids is only, I'm, I got a shirt done on Greater Rapids in September. So, okay. You always do, uh, I could hit all your stores if you wanted, for example. You so. could, we could get them in all three and, uh, Grand Rapids is beautiful. I mean, a river running right through there. 
Yeah, I'm sure somebody does Grand Rapids. And I was telling Griff, I know if you, you guys haven't been part of these conversations, but when I there's a place in the 12 Oaks Mall that sells Michigan stuff. And when you go in there, they have all these Detroit coasters. And they're literally just pictures of Ram spots in Detroit. And if you've walked through Detroit, you're like, oh, my God, I love that spot. Or, oh, I like this, I like that. And I was thinking, holy cow, because when I go all these places in northern Michigan – whether it's West Side, North Side, you know, whatever, you know, the Bridge or Alpena, no one ever. I always look for something about Alpena. That's where this where it started. I was like, no one ever does a, a coaster in my town. So I was like, well, poop on a stick, I'll do it then. So that's kind of where it started. So such language, yeah, <laughs> poop on a stick. Yeah, but going like the basket case, what we pride ourselves on is um, supporting Michigan and local um, vendors and artists and. Um, Carly Austin is a great uh, example. Like I remember she just came in the store and saw that we had some signs that she was kind of doing. And she kind of said, I do signs. And uh, she gave me some examples. I'm like, these are really cool. These are really, you know, I like these. And they really are cool. And they really are cool. And so we, um, we started talking and I think the first order we placed with her, we brought in like six, we sold them, started building and building and building. And now she's, um, you know, doing art shows. And I mean, she has a bunch of uh, special orders through um, just customers online. And so her business um, uh, has really blown up and taken off and I'm not going to take credit for it. She's the one who puts in the time and effort to do it. But sometimes you just need somebody to go, Hey, I, I believe in you and thing things will happen. It's, it's awesome. And I saw a lot of potential in Carly. I really like Carly. She's just a nice person. And so I, um, she really is. She's just funny and she's nice. And, um, you know, she was just somebody that I, I knew I could work well with, um, which really helps, um, bringing in product. So, um, Carly's just a great example that if you have a dream, if you want to make something happen, it is possible. Um, you can do it by yourself. You, you honestly can, um, but just like with anything, uh, it helps when there's somebody out there that goes, Hey, I believe in you. So that's what the best case is here for, which is cool. Cause, um, I've seen, so that's what I think my favorite thing about walking in your stores, which is one of the reasons why Alice and I visit so much. And I'm sure Brad and Matt do too, is when you bring in something new, my favorite thing about it is you always know what about all about it. So I saw this week mm -hmm. you featured a copper sign. I did. So why don't you tell me a little bit? Oh, thanks. <laughs> you, you really thought about it there. Well, I, like I was it. I was going back to um, I was thinking about the moment I sent you the picture to um, take out the footprint. Yeah, because I went. It, we brought them in probably like two months ago, and um, they've they've kind of sold here and there. They've sold really well down in Talos, um, but they really haven't been selling up in Alpena. I'm like, why? These are awesome. These are like really cool pieces of. Um, artwork. And so I woke up early um, last Friday and I went down to Thompson Beach and I'm like, I'm going to get the sunset so it hits the copper and all the um, natural things that are in it. And I feel like I captured that um, that sign just right on the beach. And it's perfect. It was. And we, we had people calling and uh, messaging us on social media, just saying, you know, prices. And um, we've sold three so far since um, that post went up. So if nobody knows about it, what do you expect? You know, unless yeah. people just come in and kind of go, oh, that's neat, then they'll possibly take it. But um, this is something, um, and I just met 
the guy who makes them and he hand delivers all of them. Um, he's from the Saginaw Bay city area and he, there's a 42 step process that goes into every one of these and they're all, every, every one is a little bit different. Um, and it's a, uh, process that nobody else does. It's like a family traded secret that he wouldn't tell me about. Um, and, uh, he does, he does really good at coming in and he hugged all of my employees and me really quick. And I'm like, I'm glad I'm a hugger or else this would have been kind of weird, but, uh, he was just, he was just a really nice upfront, uh, charismatic type of guy. I'm really passionate about what he does. And that really helps, uh, your product is when you stand behind it and like what you do and have the talent, um, to make something unique. And there's not anything like that out in Michigan. That's like one of a kind. You will not find that duplicated anywhere else because they can't, because they don't know the process that goes into it. So by letting people know that it, um, stirred up a lot of interest, which I was, I was really excited about because at first they weren't moving. I'm like, were these a dud, but no, they weren't, you know, because of how unique they were. And I just really like the guy selling them too. He's just an awesome, great guy. So, and it's a family run business. It's like him, his wife, his son, his daughter, which, um, working with people, I really admire stuff like that. Cause that's what we do at the basket case, Kevin Creek. It's all family. Like my dad came in today and helped clean the store. Like it, it, it to me, the aspect of working with family and uh, making product behind it, it's just there's something wonderful about it. And it's like the American dream to me. So, yeah. That's awesome. It's a state of copper is the name of the. Is the name I of think the I actually saw, I think they had pushed it out with a sponsored Facebook ad mm-hmm. and then showed them making it a little bit and something like that. So, yeah. Um, but they are really, really cool. And if you guys haven't seen them, you should go check it out. You can always go to the local Basket Case uh, Facebook page. And the Alpina one, and then they have a picture of it there. So yeah, and you really got. I really recommend coming in and actually seeing them because a picture does you know get the message out. But to actually see these things, it's it's amazing. So so the other thing I thought you and I would talk about is we made a quick little video for our ambassador thing. That was awesome. Yeah. And you talked for like. We both knew we only had time that we had 60 seconds to do it. I talk with. a lot. Man. And you talked <laughs> roughly eight minutes. Worth, and I had to take eight I minutes did. of conversation <laughs> and, and condense it down to 60 seconds. I'm but talk, I, yeah. I thought that's important for some of those things that you've talked about. I thought it would be a good chance for people to hear them now. So oh. um, one of the things I asked you is what you what did you like about downtown? Or what do you like about the basket case being in downtown? Um, what I like about the Bass Case being in Alpena um, is the chance for um, people visiting Alpena to take something home with them. Um, and it's uh, what I can ensure is that they'll take something home and they'll have it for a long time. It's not something like I don't sell crap. I don't sell junk. I don't sell stuff that is, uh, you know, made for 10 cents and we sell it for 10 bucks. It's we sell stuff at um, what the vendor usually sells it as uh, through his website or at his store. Um, but allowing people to take something home with them to remember Alpina is um, probably one of the most glorifying things behind me, you know, having the basket case downtown. It's just a really nice feeling that people can, things that we find, because it's, it's, a, it's a group effort to find these Michigan items. Um, 
that, that Mich- we actually those Michigan pallet signs. Yeah, the one that we bought um, way back in like 2013. So we've had for or 14, I think it was. Yeah, it was a long time ago when we bought that thing. It was a long time. Well, what's funny is about is the year that we bought that from you. It's like we guys just first got them, so mm-hmm. we were going the first. But I took a picture of Alice and I'm holding it. Yeah, you know, outside, and that at that time was like my life. It was my most liked photo that year. So that photo <laughs> keeps constantly being reminded of me by Facebook. Oh, it, really? always, it always comes up. Of I remember her just holding that big Michigan bottom bar. And to, to um, go with the point you just brought up, we painted our living room. To match that sign, <laughs> and what happened is we have an accent wall that goes along with the bottom. It's like a green, bluish teal, yeah. and that's our accent wall. And we don't like that color. We we don't like that color anymore. And uh, so we've been tr- we've been trying to pick a new color out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the problem we have, of course, is that that sign's not leaving. It's it's staying. We 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 love that sign. So it's tricky trying to figure out what we're going to do with our scheme. To that will complement that sign. So that's amazing that you base um, your wall <laughs> color around that sign. That really says something about that sign. And those signs are really unique. Yeah, those are coming from Traverse City, a company called The Wooden Wall. Um, but, and we actually have a reorder coming in of those of like different colors and stuff too. So, and then they've changed it up. They see they added like a flower palette now. They have a flower design, which is perfect for Brad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But, um, yeah, no, I, I actually, I remember the day that you guys came in. I remember explaining to Allison, um, where it came from the process that goes into making, um, I remember that picture too. You guys were taking it out of your car. The hatch was open. She was taking it out and she was That's holding correct. it. I remember that picture yep. because that was like one of our first sales of those and how excited you guys. And I remember you sent us, um, a picture, I think a messenger with it up in your house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, things I remember. It's crazy. We just talked about that though. Yeah. Things that stick in people's heads. That stick in people's heads. I, re- I remember some crazy stuff. So um, I'm really glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, another thing we talked about was I think we've talked about that earlier with um, Carly and then you encouraging me. So, so because that was one of the things that you like uh, being an owner of the best case that we talked about in that video. Yeah. Yeah. No, encouraging people to um, get out of their comfort zone. And because there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of talent out there and people um, seem to be very timid behind it thinking that they'll be rejected. But I mean, you look at any great product and I mean, they were probably timid for a very long time before they came out. So it's not until you actually reach out to other people, expose it, that you'll ever really know. So I say, come out of the woodwork, uh, show us what you have and uh, you'll be probably pleasantly surprised. I went to a GMA breakfast. I think it was two or three months ago and Booza, one of your buddies yeah, um, was, was a speaker right. and what he had talked about um, the opportunity to buy scoops and take over it, you know, from the Lefebvre's mm-hmm. and the thing he said, which always resonates with me because I thought he said it better than a lot of people have said it is he, he couldn't afford to not take the opportunity. Yeah. You know, he said, I couldn't afford to let it pass me. So I always thought that's a great example. Mm-hmm. So many times you're, Waiting for the right time or thinking whether you should do it or not. You know, maybe it's somebody thinking about doing a podcast or a vlog or anything like that. Yeah. But you should just go for it because that's what it's all about. Sure. Well, the iron's hot. Yeah. So, um, anything else you want to chit chat about? 
Um, I know we pulled you guys from the bullpen. I know I told you guys you were having the day off. You were going to rest, and then we had to uh, pull you guys both out. And yeah, <laughs> the oh, pitcher no. got hit in the first inning. Yeah, we, we weren't expecting that, so then we had to go to our bullpen earlier. So anticipated. So I was extreme. Matt called me. I was in my basement shot backing, and uh, yeah, I called in. And I, I just my jaw dropped. I was so excited, so I had to rush and do other things around my house. But I that's why I'm probably stinky right now. But luckily, you are. People can't smell me. So <laughs> nobody listening can. But my nose is being assaulted right now. So um, but it was it was it's it's an honor to be here. I I had so much fun doing it the first time and uh, you know, I enjoy talking with you guys quite a bit too. So it just to me it's there's nothing I would rather be doing right now. So Well, we appreciate you coming by, that's for yes. certain. And I think people love listening to you and hearing about the basket case and then um, I think I know I have Justin coming on here in a little while talking about the wall and everything, but definitely when you guys get down to rebuild, you have to come on by. Yeah. So, or, you know, once the outside's done and everything goes along with that. And Justin's the man. He's, um, he's become quickly a very good friend of mine. He's very, uh, devoted to downtown, um, very creative, very outgoing. Um, I think very highly of Justin. He's, he's good people. I remember, I keep saying this a lot, but I remember a couple months back, uh, Joanne Gallagher mm-hmm. was on, um, she made a Facebook post and was talking about how, you know, they were very, in her family, um, Georgia LaFleche and Dorothy them had some really deep roots in Alpena for a really, really long time. And she talked about how um, there's a transition going on with some of those people that used to do some of the things that like Justin and you and now some other people are doing and um, kind of handing over the torch for lack of a better term of trying to take Alpine into the future and make it a better place. And it's really, really cool to see. And that's, that's my biggest thing. Like I'm joining um, a lot of the downtown committees um, so that my voice can be heard. But really what I want to make sure happens is that we set um, the bar high enough. We make decisions so that future generations can follow us um, by example. So we kind of set the tone and sure, times are going to change. We're going to have to adapt. But that's why we allow um, younger generations to kind of be put in the uh, driver's seat. So we can. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you fruit, okay, man? Fruit fly. Oh, I thought I killed it. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. They're everywhere here. Sorry. Do you have like a compost pile on you? It's all side, but it's my garbage. Now, oh, so. Recycling. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for coming by. No problem. My pleasure. I appreciate you coming by on the bench as always. So, um, and then after, the, after this, we're going to talk with Matt. Matt doesn't know. Matt knows what I am going to talk about, but he doesn't know. So what I told Matt was I'm going to talk about some of my favorite moments with Matt because I know we touched on some of them in our previous pods. So I think we have a little housekeeping do it, but I know the main one, which we've already uh, kind of tarantinoed a little bit. Um, we're, we're going to go on. It's my number one favorite Matt moment, so we're going to talk about that in depth. So. <laughs> Great. And awesome. if you haven't heard it, Griffin, it's amazing. I promise you that it's going to change your life tonight. So will not be disappointed. No, so let's change my life. All right. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Matthew. Yes. All right. So, in a pinch, I get nervous because sometimes you and I, we could talk. Yes. So, I thought we would go through, I would tell you my favorite moments of us. <laughs> and then, and then there's, I picked, I wrote down five of them. 
and I think two of them we touched on, but we had a malfunction. Mm-hmm. So I think I would go backwards. So okay. I'm going to go, um, actually, so I don't have them in perfect order, but I know it. So my fifth favorite moment, you and me, um, was Alice's senior year, and we were in Roger City. And um, I was back there. We were on the back. I know we were behind the fence. Yeah, out in left field. Out in left field. And we were no, just, right field. Right, we were just shooting the poop. And we were talking with your dad. I don't really remember what we were talking about, but we essentially said something along the lines of like, man, Alice hasn't hit a ball yet. And literally, the minute, I don't know who said it, he corked one that hit the hood of a truck. Yes. That was like 400 feet away. Yes. It was just like, just this monster shot. And I remember the Roger City people that were watching made a bigger... Because we're obviously not a lot of people. I mean, there were some Alpina people there, but it was Roger State home game. Right. All just made this collective gasp. Like, just this, holy cow. No, you and I had talked before the game started. That truck came <laughs> and parked about 50 feet for, closer to the fence than what it was. And somebody's like, no, no, just, you know what, move that thing back. And he did. He moved it back to about 400, 425. And I'll be darned if Alex didn't drop that thing right on his hood. <laughs> so, um, I, there's a whole bunch of reasons why that's a favorite, one of my favorite moments. But um, I love anything that involves you, your dad, and your brother. Um, <laughs> another honorable mention was for me is when um, you were working at Sears, and it was Michigan Notre Dame week, and your dad pulled up in his Mazda, um, had a, a marching baton, and blared the Notre Dame fighting song. I mean, it was right in the Neiman's fire lane. Parked it right there. In the, I mean, this is, I mean, this was at the peak Neiman. So, like, we're talking like it's always busy. It's always dangerous. There's old people. There's battle rides. There's, there's everything going on. Your dad just parks it right there in the middle, right in front of that Sears with a little marching baton and blares a Notre Dame fight song, walks two times around for the whole, two or three times around his car, gets back in and just drives away. Yep. He's still a nutbag like that, and we already have the trash talk starting for September 1st, which is, I think, 18 days away now. And um, it's, a, it's college football season over, and it's my absolute favorite time of the year. September 1st is college football starts. And he would if he lived over here, he would still do that. Yeah. Um, so number four. That was an honorable mention. So I've done five honorable mentions. Number four, it's kind of not anything you would probably think of. It's the year we ran the turkey trot together. <laughs> so <laughs> now it had nothing to do with the turkey trot. But if you remember what was going on in my family's life at the time, Aaron. <laughs> so so Aaron had his now his wife. So it, my brother um, met this girl, and we. Didn't know if she was going to come or not. We could, it couldn't be confirmed if she even existed. Yeah, we didn't know if she was real. You got to tell where they met. Though. So they met. Yeah, online. I got to hear. They, they said, met online, and there was, online. That, there was okay, supposed to be one point where she was supposed to come over, and she had something, and she didn't show. And you know, and you could tell Aaron was really upset because he may have known that she was coming, and so all family was there. We were ready to meet this girl that he's talking about, oh my and gosh. she never showed. And so Matt caught wind of this. And sometimes when Matt's a shark, so if he smells blood in the water sometimes, <laughs> he's going to get you. And he did not let Aaron off the hook. He wrote, he wrote Aaron so hard. I did. I, I, in hindsight, being 2020, I slightly feel bad. But 
you know, he's a big strapping hulk of a man, and I I felt bad that he had to go to the online services. To well, the beauty of the whole thing, the reason that, and the story is so perfect, is because they're happily in love. Yes, she's awesome. Oh, so they actually did me yeah. another. They're married. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. So it's yeah. a beautiful ending to this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh so, my. That's God. what makes it so great. <laughs> this would be a totally tragic story. Yeah. It, 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 but it didn't go that. Way. It went the other way. And Aaron and Isabel still didn't say hold Matt to that. They they have to let him off. No. Nope, so a one of my favorite things ever. So that's awesome. Number three. Very painful. The next two are painful for me, so I don't even know why they're some of my favorites. So number three for me is the treadmill instead. So I don't know. Did we talk about this in the last one? No, I didn't. Okay, so Matt ran a Sears, which we've talked about with everyone. And for some reason, I had two of my friends from Adrian at the time. They came up and visited me, and I wanted to meet Matt because I think Matt's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I wanted to meet Matt. And so for some reason, we're all just hanging out. And just really quick, and um, I think for some reason I started walking on the treadmill. Really don't know why I did it, but then Matt decided to go a little bit faster. Oh, I'm doing that. And then a little faster. <laughs> so then, long story short, it got all the way up, like 10 miles per hour, whatever fast as it goes. And I am going and going. And... I realized that I need to get off this thing. So I go to hit the stop button. So what's Matt do? knocks my hand away from hitting the stop button. He's like, no, you keep going. So I, at this point, I know I'm in trouble because I cannot go anymore. So I decide the best exit strategy for me is to jump off the treadmill. <laughs> Just except jump shot. except, except jump shot. my foot catches. I, know, I, I misjudged the jump. And I end up catching, I end up landing on the back of the treadmill. <laughs> so, so, shy so, yes. <laughs> so, head over heels, I land on my arm oh, on the treadmill. This treadmill's still going, all these RPMs, and all you hear is, <laughs> and you smell burned skin. I had a huge road rash that ran down my whole arm. There was a stripe of skin. Oh, Every person that walked on it afterwards for months. What's that? What's that on a treadmill? And I would say, um, somebody dropped. So I think, I think somebody said a little kid threw crayon. But this thing shot Steve in the Kenmore vacuums like a missile. Absolutely, <laughs> slim, absolutely like oh. a missile. Like when you see all those videos of yeah, hundred percent was me, hundred percent. So bad. I feel again. I so feel did that treadmill go on like a discount? Yeah, it did. Did it? Yeah, <laughs> did it? Because nobody wanted it. Because they're nobody like. Uh, Nobody wanted Asian skin treadmill. <laughs> number three or number two? I know it gets so much better. I don't know. I was trying to get better. So I think you know. I can't believe we didn't talk about this a little bit. But on a Matt's previous episode, we did talk about Bayview, and Matt went away for a little while, and then he came back home, and I was so happy that we were home, and we went to, down to Bayview to play. And at this point, um. This was before the bike incident, which we're about to talk about next after this. So Matt had this super healthy leg and good springs, and um, he's on a fast break, and I'm all excited for him because I think I had the lead, and I left the ball for him, and he takes that, and he cocks this thing back. I know he's going to yoke it, and I'm so excited. And he goes up there, and he catches the front of the rim. Just His arm comes whizzing out. 
harder than he went up there to dunk it and catches me on the side of the face. <laughs> Instantly, blood just starts pouring out of my nose. So I grab Cliff LeMay's shirt, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Cliff LeMay's white shirt just covered in my way. And, you know, and you know, Cliff, oh, I don't want to know, dog. I'm good. You just keep that, right? So, I mean, I just got blood coming out of it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I couldn't see. I didn't know what was going on. My whole side of it, I mean, severe, you know, trauma to the side. So I ended up going to an emergency room. Because it was that bad. Yeah. They ended up calling a Dr. Courier. And so, and, um, because what was happening was, is as my eyes started to, the swelling started to go down, I started getting this, like, I kept, I couldn't focus, and I kept seeing, like, different things going on. You messed Steve up. Oh, it gets <laughs> it better. So, we're sitting there in the emergency room with Dr. Courier, and he's like, okay, so yeah, you had severe trauma, and what? How he explained it to me is your eye kind of sits in this like bullet jello that it kind of floats around on. Mm-hmm. And when it gets hit really hard, it kind of shakes that hole up. And it takes a little while for that gelatin to settle down. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be seeing the residual flashing. So what it was is it looked like there was a camera flash going on all the time. <laughs> like so people Steve- were always taking pictures. Well, and Matt and I were working at Family Video together at the time. And I would sit there and I would just be like, at the computer or doing whatever I want, and I would go, <laughs> I turn on because I thought somebody was taking a picture or flashing cameras. I mean, I would randomly do this six, seven times six, an hour. An hour, just randomly. He would just, he, he, he looked like he was either in the Tourette's yeah. or. People thought there was something wrong with him. Like, I would be sitting there waiting on him, and I would just be like, oh. can I get your phone number? Phone number, please. <laughs> That went on for like, it took like two weeks before <laughs> everything settled in and he was fine after that. But I hit him so hard, harder than I probably hit anybody ever. So uh, it was just centrifugal force from being yeah. up there and then just going for that dunk and, and then, then the arm coming back down. And Steve was, I don't know if he was going to catch me when I landed or something. He was too close and right, I hit him. Time. Just wrong place, it, wrong time. What for me, it was the noise it made. It wasn't like a smack or something, it was a thud. So was it your hand? Was your hand open or was it like fisted? It was probably like a hammer fist. Yeah, it was probably oh, like a backhand. It was a hammer. Like, I didn't, like again, I didn't mean it. Oh, sure. No. Yeah. If I meant it, you'd be dead. But, <laughs> um, just the sound that it made was a thud. It wasn't a smack. It wasn't like a, you know, an open hand across the face. It was a thud to the side of the head. And so everybody stopped, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. And you just fell to the ground, or did you just go, oh? Well, I fell down, yeah. And then I got back up, but then there was all blood. Oh, so then it's like, hurry up, get off the court. We don't blood on the court. I'm one of those people, too. You know, just to give you a case of point, Alice and I were leaving a uh, concert at the park last Saturday. There's this kid from out of state. We always see out of state people, and they're shooting at court three. And the only thing I'm thinking, I said to her, I was like, I don't know why in the heck that kid's shooting at at the freshman court. I don't understand why he's doing that. And she's like, it's probably because people don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't know that. There's a varsity, a JV, and oh, as you call it, freshman court. Well, that's how oh. the rank I was like, Allison, mean, how do you, I go, all you have to do is look at the course and you can tell one court gets played on substantially more than the other one does. And she's like, well, that's probably why you didn't want to play on it. I was like, all right. Good point. So yeah, I just let it go. Point. But, yeah. Number one. <laughs> Number one. So there's a backstory number one you need to understand first. Matt sometimes would come to work late. And um, our boss. Throwing up what you can. Our, 
our boss, Joey Larson, kind of gave Matt an ultimatum. You need to be on time from now on, or else maybe it's time to look for another job. So, uh, I, I remember leaving, I, and I just know, I remember texting Matt, we have a store meeting. You can't be late for the meeting. He's like, I won't be late for the meeting. Or I called him, because I don't think it was texting. Or anything, I called nope. Don't be late. I won't be late. And it's January. January 26, 2002. So, it, it is it is wintertime. Winter. Matt is right behind, though. So, Matt kind of panics. Hold on. We need to – I did not have a vehicle at this time. Yep. And Matt panics and goes, yeah, he didn't – that is an important piece of information, too. I'm going to be late. I don't have enough time to walk. What are my options? So, Matt looks around, and he sees a bike. Mm. I have a Trek 920. So Matt says, I'm not losing this job. To my credit, it was 50 degrees out. There was no snow on the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. And had I not hit that one spot. It was I'd, I'd 50 degrees fine. the day before. Yes. yes. and But it got cold that night. Yes. So everything that melted froze. Oh, yes. So, okay. Ice rain. So, so I'm driving my bike down 9th Street. Unfair. And I'm in between Fair and Tuttle. Yeah. And I hit a patch of black ice. Okay. Now, the bike stays upright, but I started to get a little bend in it, and my back tire starts skidding left. Oh, no. So I put my right foot down. What, anything? The natural human reaction. Puts your foot down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you put your foot down. I'm sliding... Standing up, I'm starting to do the splits because the bike is still sliding on the ice, and I go from perfect black ice to dry cement. And my right foot catches, does a triple sow cow, I go ass over tea kettle <laughs> on this thing and land on someone's near someone's like six inches from someone's front porch. And there I am laying, and I am in pain. Big falls down. Big falls down. The next car down the road is Lori Steffen. Oh, good lady. From, from Reality One. Yeah. Nick Steffen's mom. And Paul's wonderful wife. There's so many people involved in this. I know. This is amazing. So, uh, God. How so, do my parents not see this? Since you're so I, don't, I don't know. Maybe they're at work. I don't know. And so, I'm on the ground and I'm howling and I try to stand on it and I collapse. It's it's a bad one. Mm-hmm. Lori's like, Matt, you probably should just... But Matt's still thinking, I got to get to work. I, got, I, do, I want to, I'm yeah. going to lose my job. I, at this point, I'm thinking it's just a sprain. I've sprained my ankle before. Yeah. I'm going to be fine. And Lori looks at me and she goes, you're not fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're mad. You're down, man. And said, I'm going to call an ambulance. It's that bad. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm like, don't call an ambulance. Call my mom. Yeah. So she gets on the phone, <laughs> calls Ari Townsend, and says, Therese, this is Lori, and she's trying her hardest not to laugh. Her ass off. <laughs> Matt was in an accident <laughs> on his bike. Oh, my gosh, is he okay? Well, he was by himself, <laughs> and he hit ice, and he flipped over, and he, I think he hurt his ankle. I think it's busted up. And Mom's like, oh, call an ambulance. And I'm like, no, I, I'm trying to forward think. I don't want the ambulance bill. Whatever. Sure. You know what? They bring the ambulance. And you have to understand, Matt's played sports his whole life, so a twisted ankle, this is not his first twisted ankle. Yeah, right? no. 
So I, so I you thought you were going to be fine. You I thought, could walk yeah. it off. I could, yeah. I could walk it off. So I tried to walk it up and prove myself again, and down I go again. <laughs> and this time, my face lands in the snow. I come out looking like Santa Claus. <laughs> like, it is terrible. Yeah. And Lori's laughing. She's like, just stay down. Like, she's kind of getting a little angry with me. Just stay down. My mom's like, I'm going to, I'll be down there real quick. So the ambulance comes. And two police cars come. And the fire truck comes. So, every and here he is, this fat slob laying on the sidewalk on 9th Avenue. My lips are now turned like bluish, whitish, whatever color shock happens. I am really bagged up. Yeah. Like severely bagged up. So the two guys get out of the ambulance and they got the gurney and they're like, what happened, big guy? And I, I, I try telling them and Lori tells them because I'm, you know, starting to kind of stutter a little bit and I'm not quite right. And they get me on the gurney and these two little squirts of guys. <laughs> now, I, I'm not near, I wasn't nearly as big as I am now. But they go to lift me and they start shaking like they're Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> with a thousand pounds. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're like, hey, we need you. Two other guys come. So I'm up on this gurney. They finally get me up. They're rolling me off. They go to get off the side of the sidewalk, and they almost dump me. <laughs> but the thing you understand is Matt was just riding his bike. There's a, two ambulances and a fire truck and a police car just because Matt fell off his cat in a tree. Yes. And so they almost dumped me. They start laughing, so I'm sorry about that. We get in the ER. They start pumping meds, and you and, know, and they're just like, "It's just a bad sprain, Matt." Yeah. So they, he calls me at work. Well, they said it was just a bad sprain, but we're gonna do X-rays. Yeah. I call Steve. I'm like, "I'm, please tell her, don't tell her to fire me." But I'm, I'm in the ER right now, and he's like, "Legitimate excuse." I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God. He says, yeah, "What?" I'm like, "Yes, I took an ambulance. It was fun." <laughs> Whatever, here I am. We're almost to the cherry on top of this one. <laughs> so, one of the docs comes, looks at the x-ray and says, it's a straight fracture. I'm going to hard cast it now. Stay off for two weeks. Whatever. So, actually, my buddy Jason Rouse, who is a firefighter now for Alpena, mm -hmm. he says, I don't think that's a straight fracture, Doc. It looks a little bit more. You see how there's a giant poke right there. I, I don't think that's a, that's a straight fracture. And the doctor goes off on him and he says, you're an ambulance guy, drive an ambulance, yeah. don't tell me what to do. So Matt's pissed because he went from this sprained ankle to a straight fracture. So the, And then he's updating me, dude, I broke my freaking leg. <laughs> so my mom is there. She hears Jason say it's not a straight fracture. This doc chews Jason out and she says, he says to her, Make sure he sees an orthopedic surgeon before they put any cast on it. So they put a soft cast. They get me in that afternoon. And I'm seeing at the time Dr. Gomberg was in town. Okay. And he takes he takes the, the film, puts it up, puts his glass on. He goes, oh, my. I said, what? Is it a straight <laughs> fracture? He starts laughing. No. He says, you got a double spiral fracture of your fibula. You're having surgery next day. Oh, my. So... I, this is all from him not wanting to be late for He rode his bike in the wintertime. So now, let's just pause. Let's get a pause. Matt's son just learned to ride his bike this week. 
So now this is where this is all headed. So you have to understand how this all works right now. So uh, this is all going on. So Matt hasn't rode a bike since this day. 16 years. I've is been, that what it re- Okay. I so haven't been on a bike in 16 years. So now this is what's going on. Okay. okay. So now, okay, we'll finish telling the story. Though. It gets better. So hard to, hard to believe at this point, but it does. <laughs> so at this point, you know, it's just bed rest until surgery. It was actually like three days later. I had surgery the day after my birthday. So I'm in this soft cast. Steve's coming to visit it. You know, he's bringing videos and magazines, and you know, we're he's he's being a really good friend, absolutely, and yeah. all that good stuff. I have surgery. Uh, I I don't like getting put out. If I can avoid it, I've had nine surgeries in my life. If I can avoid it, I want to stay awake. I've had two knee surgeries that I watched, and I wanted to watch this one. And so they're like, well, you know, there's no camera, but if you want to stay awake, fine. So they didn't strap my across the chest. They strapped me across the waist, Uh but they didn't strap me across the chest. And all of a sudden, they give you that versed, and you're off in la-la land. You know, you got everything. I think they give you an epidural, too. Yeah, they, it's an epidural. So I'm I'm numb from, from I'm numb from about belly button down. Yeah. So if I wanted to move anything, I'm not moving anyway. Yeah. So all of a sudden I hear okay. No, the oh, screwdriver. screwdriver. He's about to put a screw in across the plate. Ugh. And I decide I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to watch this. I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. So I try to kind of wiggle my way off because I don't have my chest strap, yeah. and I kind of sat up with my arms, I looking over the thing, and they're like, "He goes, holy shit!" And he's looking at me, <laughs> and he's like, "Get him down, get him down!" And they hit the yellow button, and they bring in Bruhilda, the Russian weightlifter nurse, <laughs> and she starts banging me down, straps my arms, and goes. I'm all strapped across the chest, and I'm I'm kind of fighting it. Yeah. And he goes, "Forget this, put them out." So my uncle Kevin gives me the mask, and I'm oh, out. I go. Yeah. I wake up in recovery. I'm all bagged up. That's the best part. This is it right here. This is the worst part. Oh, so story right Steve there. And my sister was up there with me. That's she was in the town. Best part. His sister's there reading a book. <laughs> and you know my sister, she's a wonderful woman. She's a wholesome person. She she just loves the Lord and she's just supporting you. Being a great sister. Right. Bedside. What do you need, Matt? And so <laughs> so, so real quick, we gotta fast, rewind real quick. Okay. So the funny thing is, my sister I apparently I had trouble grooming my toenails because my sister <laughs> my sister is at my mom's house and she's <laughs> Brad is choking for those of you who can't see this Brad is choking I'm good. my sister's like you can't go see an orthopedic surgeon with your toes looking like that I'm going to clean you up so she does she starts clipping my toenails <laughs> and she gets done with my right foot which I, was the one that hurt she clips the big toe it flies in the air, and as Jesus Christ is my witness, lands in her mouth. Oh, <laughs> no. She starts dry heaving, out of control dry heaving. I am never helping you again. This is ridiculous. How dare you do that? I'm like, I am playing here. I am not doing anything. You did this. So the big toenail lands in her mouth. It is just hilarious. 
So now we fast forward to where Steve. So I come see him, right? And I'm like, how you doing, buddy? And Matt's higher than the kite. But the most important part is you have to remember, while he is starting to be aware of his facilities, he still had that after barrel. Oh, so you can feel it. From your waist down, there was nothing. So, nothing. He, so he goes to me. He goes, dude, buddy, you're so funny. I was like, what's up, buddy? You all right? He goes, I can feel my wanker, but I can't feel my wanker. <laughs> and his sister is so disgusting. She just <laughs> said right there. Yes. Yeah. She, covers, she covers her face with a magazine. <laughs> it was, oh my God, Matt. So. I'll never yeah. forget that. He goes, well, yeah. he goes, but you know what I mean? I'm like, no, I understand, Matt. You, you're numb for the waist out. You don't need to go into detail at this point. I get it. He's like, I know, but it's just so weird. <laughs> So it ended up being eight weeks in a boot, and I kept my job at Family Video. Did you? Oh, yes. I was waiting for that. I was waiting. I was at a limited capacity. Was... I was the return guy, an oh. organizing guy, but I was at a limited capacity. There were moments where he would be on crutches in the ice. This is winter time in Michigan, yeah. uh, and he couldn't put any weight on the foot. So sometimes I would always walk by him. So if his truck would slip, mm-hmm. he'd like grab my shoulder and like cling on, cling on me. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, so. oh then one time he was with me in, you know, the, the handicap accessible walkway. Mm-hmm. Well, I slipped going up it. Both crutches went out. And so what to do but to put my foot down. Oh. And down I went to heap. She's like, oh, my God, you did it again. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I didn't. But, but this is this is why. This is what happened. So that is, is anybody listening, be on time. Be, Don't ride your bike in January. Root of the store. Be, just be on time. So now, fast forward 16 years later, your son's riding the bike. And I have to probably get a bike now. Because I don't want I'm I don't want to be that parent that doesn't go on bike rides. Yeah. And I'm not in shape right now to be able to run alongside. So I'm probably gonna have to get my bike. And I'm not really I'm petrified. Like I might have coasted like two or three squares on a sidewalk on someone's bike, just and then I'd start sweating. And I, I start having flashbacks, and I said, no, I'm not doing this. And I get off. Thane Weitzel and Sue want me to get a bike and go bike riding. And I, I just, I can't do it. It's a mental hurdle that I'll have to overcome very quickly. I think this is a good reason to, though. I don't think you really had an incentive to do it. Really, no. why, why would you? I, mean, like, I used yeah. to love mountain biking, though. You know, Burke Holder Drive all the way to the river, cross the river, walk up to Luke's house. You know, but now, oh gosh. So that's my single favorite Matt story. And it goes full circle because Hank learned to ride a two wheeler this week. So, or last week. It's time to overcome that fear, man. Yeah, that's what everybody says. So, (laughs) So that's my Matt segment. I have a story. Okay. Oh. You too. Yeah. We're out and posing at your old house. Okay. And you guys made ramen noodles for some reason. And you decided to put a whole bottle of crushed red pepper into it. We call it the fairies. Yes. The fairies. Well, it was the dust left at the bottom of the crushed red pepper. Oh. So it was the dust left over. 
And so we that was it. the super okay, yeah. The the the, the spices the spices, yeah. It wasn't the best idea. Oh, it was a terrible idea. So much course, there wasn't milk in the house, so we're. Oh, so hot. I ran outside, so and I'm just I have a hanging of the a garden hose in my mouth. And you have to remember, like him growing up, his dad he would do like those buffalo wings in Tennessee, where he had to sign a waiver and all that kind of. Oh yeah. yeah, ghost pepper type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. but these these hit me. They just hit me funny. And I remember Steve's kids; they were little. In yeah. fact, at that point, Gabe may not have been around quite yet. Oh, my God. But Jordy and Kelsey were looking at me like I was nuts, <laughs> laying on the ground <laughs> with a garden hose pouring <laughs> over my mouth. It was that hot. It was really, it was really, really hot. It's a good story. Oh, wow. Good one, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's a great spot. Thank you Thank for being coming in out of the bullpen. Oh, last welcome. minute. I love this. I yeah. think this is great. Um, I promise the next time you come on, we'll do something more substance. That, oh, this is uh, great. But I'm sure anyone was, I don't know. The people that know you have to just be absolutely just such a great story. Such yeah. a great story. That was a wonderful story, Matt. Well, thank you. So, all right, when we come back, we're going to do our top five. Um, places to visit. Well, places to visit in Alpena. Yep. And then we also, you guys keep thinking about your family feud group. Oh, uh, yeah. So. Our top five places to go in Alpena. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Now we're going to move on to our top five lists, our top five places to visit in Alpena. And I guess I'll start off and give some of my honorable mentions. I have SciTech Park. It's a good place to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Nice and pretty. Lee's Mini Golf. Uh, the Fresh Palette slash Nucleus and the Courtyard. All right. <laughs> and number five, it's a summertime thing, but movies in the park down at the Bandshell. Mm. It's always Solid Good one. Wow. And it's kind of sad they only did three movies this year, but maybe next year they'll move it up and have more movies. I think the problem, or I shouldn't say a problem, but I think the group that runs that decided they wanted to put their energy into something that more of the film festival than running the um, thing every week or month or whatever every time. So, which I understand. Yeah, they're right. I was bummed I missed Jurassic Park. I was super bummed. That's the only one we made. But oh, was it? We're a big Jurassic Park. It's in our house, so Aaron's one of Aaron's favorite movies. He was home, so. Number five for you, Griff. All right, number five for me. Uh, So I actually got seven, but I'll go through them really quick. My first, are we doing five five down to one or one to five? Yeah, five to one. Okay. So uh, number seven is Scoops. I just spend a lot of time there. Love it. Best ice cream in town. Sports from the island. Um, It's always an adventure. I love that place. Uh, Lee's Mini Golf. I grew up there. Um, so that's, that's your fifth one, then. Yeah, yep. Uh, okay. Lee's Mini Golf is my fifth. So then, oh, yeah. Um, just got the bell ringer. That's right. It was a huge accomplishment. Uh, never gotten in my life. I got it, and I people thought I had Tourette's or something out there because I was like freaking out. But Maddie's looking at me like, "Is there something wrong with Dad?" But I was, I was so happy, and their camera wasn't working. Not making this up. <laughs> um, I have witnesses, um, but they couldn't take a picture of me, Polaroid. So they said they were working on their camera. I'm supposed to come back and get the picture. 
which I will never forget to do because I want my picture up there. I saw yours, Steve, and I sent you a, a photo of it right away. I was like, Shooter to Gavin. That, that to me is like you've made it in Alpina when you've got the bell ringer at Lee's. So I'm a simple man. Um, Splash Park with Maddie. I feel like that's a great add on. Cool. We're doing f- just five, four, three, but we're all, everybody's doing five. Oh. I just gave some honorable mentions. Oh. I know. Brad can be confused. <laughs> But no one is alone. <laughs> By the way, if you happen to know anyone. Oh, yes, that's what I was telling you during break. I'll oh. tell you later. Yeah, we do. Maybe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't stop believing. I'm starting to tune up music. All right. My number five for me, because I'm going to let you. It's my list. We said. Number five for me is Rockport. Great place. Okay. So, and what I mean by that is. You can make it like a relaxing screen place because it definitely could be that. You could go mountain biking and hiking there, and it could be an adventure. You can get jump off the dock, which you know, I don't think you're supposed to do really, but um, and it's beautiful out there. So and, and plus, you can take pictures of stars. There's like 800 different things. There's something for everyone out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my number five. Awesome, good five. And sorry, Nero, because I thought I cut you off there, but. Uh, the Xterra Triathlon is a Saturday yes, out there, I and I will that. be out there. I was going to do an aid station, and I'm not now, so I will be out there snapping some stuff. So awesome! I'll be out there running. So. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, I, I got a, I got something for you then, buddy. All right, go ahead. Number five. All right, number five for me is a very near and dear place for me. It's the courtyard. Um, Chris, I worked there for a couple of years. Chris and Laura had me as their one of their waiters or servers, um, and it happened to be that uh, that's where I asked my wife out on our first date. Uh, awesome. I walked up to her. She was with some friends, and I was waiting tables, and I went back and was going to grab a cherry tomato for some reason, and I stopped. I don't know what the cherry tomato is, but it's part of the story. And I asked, I walked up to her table, and she was by herself, and I said, hi, Cynthia. How come you and I have never been on a date? Nice. And nice she, move, she right. sat up and looked at me, and she said, well, how come you've never asked? Whoa. And I went, oh. <laughs> what do I say now? Oh, uh, well, what are you doing Tuesday? <laughs> she goes, going on her first date. Wow. And I went, all right. You were like Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story with the bottom going out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, we got uh, our first date was there. Mm. We got engaged there. And that's where the wedding party went after the ceremony. Wow. And then, yep. So Chris and Laura have created a place that's very near and dear to my heart. I'm my good. favorite Cynthia story happened there too. Oh, what's your favorite Cynthia story? Right after Thinner Winter, and we all went there for dinner. She was pregnant with Henry. Yes. And Chris took a picture with the pumpkin on, like, as his belly. I have pictures. But it was the waitress who came by, and she saw us, and like, oh, my God, you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So just, just, oh, oh gosh. All right. Number four for me is Austin Brothers, the brewery in town. It's a great place for beer, food. Go there all the time, my brother sister all when they're up. You go back soon. Austin Brothers would probably be my favorite place in Alpena if it wasn't so busy. <laughs> and I, I mean that in the best way possible. We've talked about this a lot on the pod, but like it's just so busy. And I know they're working on rectifying some of that. And it's awesome. It's just 
it's always been my dream to have a high quality brewery like that at LPF. And it's so cool that we, we are so lucky that we have them because they do such great stuff. And we're really, really fortunate to have them. Yeah, it's a great family behind oh, Austin yeah. Brothers. Wonderful oh, family. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Alpina needed something like that, and they certainly delivered. Yeah. So. Kind of sad I'm going to miss her anniversary. I'm sad. That's like our mandate night. Oh. But we can figure it out. <laughs> that and the wine festival downtown. I know. Three I'm going to lot that week. Yeah. God. All right. I'll stop some, I'll stop some uh, grapes for you guys. You, can, you might have to sub in for me. <laughs> all right. No, I'm all screwed up now. Number four yeah, for yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, my number four would be Hungry Hippie. I feel like that has become one of my uh, favorite spots to get food as of lately. Um, I really respect the owner. I feel like he's doing a great job uh, getting the word out about it and um, just makes awesome, wonderful food, uh, borderline um, addicted to it, but it is it is so good. When uh, we get food for our employees, the best case, that's where we go. I mean, I make a special trip over there and get it for everybody, but it's uh, it's just really cool to have something like that. Um, and Alpina started in a food truck, and he's doing so well that he has his own spot now, which speaks volumes for what's happening. So, um, yeah, huge fan of Hungry Hippie. Which is a great segue because Greg is going to guest next week. Oh, is it really? Okay, yeah. yeah. There you go. My number four, 45th parallel side. Wow. I'm jealous you had that. And you should know that, I mean, I take a lot of pictures of that, but there's a reason I do. So, as uh, I mean, you don't know this really, but YouTube know, and some of our listeners, I'm a product of a divorced family. I would spend my summers in Detroit with my dad. I would spend school year here with my mom, and the 45th parallel sign was always letting me know when I was close to Alpena. I would wait and wait. I would count down the cities. I could tell you, even I could know the hand. I'd run those cities, come up 23 as a kid, and I would count them down, and I knew the minute I saw that 45th, 45th parallel sign, I knew I was home. So that sign always means home to me. So it's a very special sign. That's awesome. Uh, my number four is a combo. Sportsman's Island slash Small Boat Harbor. Um, the Boat Harbor. Uh, Steve was there when we were with Henry when he caught his first fish. That's a great moment. And uh, the excitement uh, gets me choked up. And then Sportsman's Island for the same reason. Owen caught his fish there. Um, but both spots, we go all the time. My boys are addicted to fishing, which I love. Yeah, and every single day they ask me, "Are we going fishing?" And most days it's yes, and sometimes it's no. And when it's no, their shoulders slink. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Sportsman's Island, Bumble Park. Okay. Number three, scoops. Mm -hmm. Can't say about scoops. Shut it down. Got the best food thing, Alpina, Elvis. Great memories there. I mean, yeah, I mean... A group picture of us at Scoops. I, oh, yeah. I love Scoops. I mean, so... I'm, yeah, you like Scoops. I mean, who doesn't like Scoops? <laughs> I think it'd be easier. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <laughs> talk, maybe talk about the reason we don't like Scoops and all the reasons we do like Scoops. I mean, we went there for a wedding party pictures. <laughs> we had an impromptu friend and family reunion there the other night, which was amazing. Um, I don't know. 
Some people like to meet at bars. We like to meet at ice cream shops. I don't know what that says about us, but fat people. <laughs> so, <laughs> number three. Number three for me would be uh, taking Matt's here, but uh, small boat harbor. Um, when we moved over here, when I was in second grade, um, that was one of the first spots we stopped in Alpena and kind of looked at. And I remember thinking, this is this is really cool. Like as a kid, I was like, this is a really cool town. So that's like one of my first memories of Alpena is the small boat harbor. And um, whenever I go by it, it reminds me of how kind of scared I was to because I moved over from Beaver Island to Alpena. Mm. Um, and it, it's not like I have never seen a harbor before, but that was like the first time, uh, first thing I saw in Alpena. And whenever I see it, I, it reminds me of me being a little nervous, but being now looking back and I'm going, this is, that was the best decision my parents ever made for me was to come over to Alpena. So there's a lot of, uh, roots at the small boat harbor. Good stuff. Um, number three for me is downtown Alpena. And then number two is a specific, specific spot in downtown Alpena. But for now, number three, downtown Alpena. And I can't get into the whole thing. It's downtown Alpena overall. Mm-hmm. It's scoops. It's fresh palate. It's the, the break wall. You know, it's the whole thing. It's Cullen Plaza. When I applied for that DDA ambassador thing and it said, what do you like about Alpena? I literally wrote everything I wrote <laughs> about Alpena. You can go over and ask Angela. I put like 108 items <laughs> of everything I like about because I just didn't feel like one. I didn't want to just like the, the local basket case and then single out one, yeah. Oh, and then be like, "What the fuck, Steve?" You know, like <laughs> so I wrote down everything. <laughs> I, I wrote it all, and I mean everything, like from the hanging baskets, you know. Oh yeah. Um, just everything about it. So a good one. Uh, number three for me is my deck, the deck in my backyard. I love that place. Uh, we spend an awful lot of time out there. We like to have parties and have people over, do a lot of grilling. We ate dinner there tonight. Uh, it's just a very cozy uh, deck that uh, we enjoy and we sit and tat and, and hang out and uh, just love on other people. I like your deck. It's a nice deck. Thank you. I like my deck too. I like your deck when it's not like a man under a magnifying glass because it seems like every time I'm out there, I literally <laughs> just almost died from heat stroke. <laughs> well, we'll have you later this fall. I was just thinking this week, but I mean, like, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be like 95 degrees. I know. I'm not looking forward to that. All right. Number two is Cabin Creek. It's mm. like my cheers because I go in there and Everybody sort of knows my name, but yeah. Yeah, I was, I was so excited to see you that morning when I saw yeah. you in there. I yelled Brad from like across the street. <laughs> hey, Brad. crazy about Cabin Creek. Like, everyone still knows, and I love that. But what's really weird is, you know, for a while there, Scoops all knew me and Allison. I don't know if it's that we don't go there much, but they really don't know us there anymore. They're just like, your name? And kind of part of me, just every time they ask for my name, a small part of me just feels like, oh, that kind of still knows. Kind of, <laughs> I like to mess with them at Scoops. And tell them my name is Ruben. So then they start calling out Ruben, and I yell, and so they think I'm Ruben. Right. Oh, you switch up to all right. Clever, clever, <laughs> clever. <laughs> um, number two for me. Um, 
and I'm going <laughs> to, it is actually scoops. I know we're talking a lot about scoops, but whenever Maddie does something accomplishment, uses the potty, uses, does, makes a good choice or something like that. That's my uh, kind of drive to um, give her back something. We go down the scoops and Maddie and I go down there quite a bit by ourselves. Um, Andrea comes quite a bit too, but I kind of, want to make like a spot for us and scoops has kind of became that spot that I take Maddie down to and kid loves ice cream. I mean, she's, she loves ice cream and, um, she goes there and she knows it and how, how she even says scoops is like super cute. Um, so it's kind of become my daughter and I's little hangout spot. That's awesome. Yeah. So I love scoops. Love it. We're at number two, right? Yes. Number two for me, city hall. Mm. Mm, yes. Yep. That makes sense. So I know it's a spot in downtown Alpine. So it's everything. Ever three was everything in downtown Alpine. <laughs> Number two is this specific spot in downtown Alpine, and that's where my wife and I got married. And it was perfect. That's right. So it could not. Again, one of those moments where it was literally nine thousand degrees. I don't know what the hell happened, but like the minute she got, the minute she got out and started walking up the aisle, the sun came out and it was like 90% humidity and I thought I was going to faint up there. But Especially getting in July. Yeah, and, but it could have rained because it was close to it and it did rain that night. So, right. Yeah, so, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> cool. My number two is Rockport. Um, I love fishing out there. Uh, I love uh, taking the boys out there to go adventuring. Uh, Steve just broke Brad's table. Um, oh, uh, we uh, got Katie on right now. Katie, Brad needs a table. But anyway, um, yeah, Rockport. It you know everything that Steve listed. Um, you know, but it, it's it's just a gorgeous place. It is. All right. I think you and I have the same number one. I'm hoping we might. I don't know. All right, go ahead. My number one is Noah. Oh, no, not even close. <laughs> that is a great spot, though. It is. I think it's probably one of the... It is the best thing in Alpena, I guess. It's a hidden gem, actually. It's kind of weird like that. There's you would think, so much to do there. You would think as much as pub and it's like Noah, right? I mean, when you hear Noah, you're like, wow, that's huge. Like, before that existed in Alpena, when you're like, Noah, you're like, holy cow, like, what's going on? Whales and... You know, like I always thought of like New England area, like for some reason I just thought of like that upper coast for some reason. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like, and people like come to our area for that. And yeah. It's really definitely been a part of Alpena's you know transition. That's for certain. It's really put us on the map because it's highlighted the shipwrecks um, on Thunder Bay and the surrounding area, and it's really drawn people from all over the place because it's very interesting and unique that we have all these shipwrecks um, out in Thunder Bay. And um, like here on that, it, it's become such a highlight that, I mean, Sanctuary of the Great Lakes, I mean, it, that's become our like saying almost. So uh, Noah's really, I give them a lot of. Um, Is there a part of you that during the summertime, you see a lot of obviously tourists and then it probably dwindles away once school starts and it's probably back to seeing regulars and probably part of you is there a part of you that kind of enjoys that whole cycle where you're like oh it's back to kind of friendly same faces versus you know people that come in and you just you don't know if you'll ever see them again or 
And I, I have some of the best conversations with people from all over the world. And it, it really keeps my job lively because I'm a talker. I can talk to anybody. And I've met some very interesting people. Um, a lot of people here from Noah, a lot of people just visiting Alpena, a lot of people here, some from the hospital, a lot of people, family roots. Um, but there is something um, nostalgic about when it comes down to um, the winter, the solar seasons that our locals really come out and um, support. And it's nice to keep the relationship alive. Your number one spot. My number one spot. And I know you guys are going to be like, well, Alpena has so much to offer and the Big boy. <laughs> that is, you. That is me. I, I, I absolutely, and I, I know there's so many good restaurants in this town and I know, I, and I love all the restaurants in town. I've yet to go to a bad restaurant, but big boy, for some reason, um, walk in there. Everybody knows my name. Like you're saying, cheers. I've, uh, I, I worked there when I, it was like one of my first jobs. I worked with Bobo. He's the dishwasher there. Do you guys know Bobo? Yeah. yeah. I, used to, I used to work there too. Did you really? Yeah. So I feel like everybody in town has worked there. I haven't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked there. Um, but anyways, it's something again. Um, uh, my family and I, we used to go there and that, that was like a big deal to us because coming from Beaver Island, we did, we didn't know, McDonald's and Big Boy and all these. And so to go to a Big Boy coming from a little island, it was like the world opened up to me. And uh, I still remember those roots. And that's where I still take my family. Um, and they also carry the Luds burger. And I was also a really big fan of Luds. Um, when we have Luds down there on um, State. The giant burger. The giant, yep. Yeah, the Luds is the giant burger. And that's what I get every single time I go there. I haven't switched it in years. Giant burgers, legit. Legit. Yeah. So, I was squinting at you, and I'm Asian, so it doesn't work. <laughs> what else? And I, you, do you have a pet? Do I? Yes, I have a Boston Terrier. Okay, yeah. so you have a, how long have you had that Terrier? Uh, four years. Okay, so if you've ever done something stupid, and you come home, and your animal, we call it judging pet eyes. That's what else and I call it, where your pet looks at you like, you dumb son of a gun. <laughs> And that's what I do. So I can't believe neither of you have put my number one. And I'm absolutely flipping disappointed in both of you. Oh, it's, I know what it is. My number one is Bayview Park. And I don't know how you can have a better spot in Alpena, Michigan than Bayview. Both of you should put your heads in buckets and <laughs> have it in shame right now. But anyway. <laughs> All right, mate. <hey>. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, Bayview, number one. And I don't know any go it. But don't forget the trees. Down by the, the water and the rocks. Mm -hmm. Don't forget when the courts went this way, not that way. I remember. Chain nuts. Yes, the whole thing. Uh, now I feel bad, but. I only did that. I only put you on blast because I looked at your number one. I wanted to make sure before I did that. Oh. My number one is uh, my favorite fishing place on earth, and it's in the shallows of the four mile. Mm. Uh, and, and it's almost like a spiritual place for me. And you, your mom's such a cool picture of you there. Yeah. So my mom took a picture of me several years ago in January, uh, trying out my new waders and she was up on this hill looking down and she got several really great shots of me loading up the fly and oh, cool. Um, but I, I take people down there all the time and it's just, uh, I always catch fish. Um, 
I see all kinds of animals, all sorts of critters all the time. Um, it's a cool place. It yeah, really it really, I mean, it really is. And it's got that favor that, that property there on the, almost the whole length of the left side mm. of the river when you're walking, uh, you know, going up river, um, or sorry, down river. Uh, it's, it's a huge, gorgeous, giant piece of property, but, um, and you know, a stone's throw away is his family. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you spent a lot of time growing up in that area too. Or, yeah. So, I mean, like that's a legit number one. I mean, give him plus you guys chops, but you know, they're all good spots. Yep. Yeah. So I just, I go down there to, to, to recharge, uh, catch some fish, um, Cannot wait. I know I'll cry the whole time when I get to take the boys down there to go fishing. Because um, I know that they're going to think it's the coolest place they've ever been to. Yeah. So that's so the shallows of the four miles, my number one. Sorry, baby. You. I, I mean, if you didn't like the place. No, I love right. the place. I just, well, I mean, you obviously love that much. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't enjoyed. make a top five. I haven't enjoyed Bayview. Harder than those in my top five. That's true. And, I mean, it's weird. You know how you feel about that spot? Yes. That's how I feel about Bayview. Yep. I, every time I walk on that court, and I can just, I don't even need to shoot. It just, when I hear a basketball dribbling on Bayview, there's just something about it. And when I walk through there, and when Alice and I are in that area and there's kids, I just, nothing still makes me more happier than seeing game of three on three or four on four full court yeah. when I drive by there nothing makes me happier so I just and I mean that's partly because I don't know if you're around we, we don't very often do the we haven't done a really glory days thing in a, in a while but it was absolutely a whole different world like I can't even if you weren't down there and you don't know it it's hard to even believe it's almost like we're making it up but I mean there was just Dozens of dozens of kids down there waiting to play basketball, and it just was. I mean, you had your team, and your team was who you play with, and it was just. I don't know. It's a really. It was a different time, but a really cool time. That's for sure. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I don't. I, my when I was like in junior high, high schoolish, we would go down there and play, but. I feel like it was a lot busier at one point. Like there was always, there was like pickup games and I hear people talking about it all the time. I just think my eight, like we missed it or something. We were all, it was a, I want to say it was a small window. So it was a, it went on for a while, but I mean, I'm going to say 91 to maybe 90 to about 98, 99, 2000. Good ten-year window, but I think probably the whole '90s was its heyday. I would say that's fair. Yeah, I think 2000s is pushing it. I'm, I'm not saying that there wasn't good rundown there, but nothing no, like. But it wasn't like it was. No. See, and I came into it like probably '97, '98, so probably at the, like the tail end of it, of the heyday. Man, that was that was right at the point where, if you want to consider it like a, as a boxer. The champ had the belt at that point, and he was <laughs> he was taking on all comers at that point. That was ninety seven was probably the I would say it's the peak mm-hmm. of video. Mm. Yep, it was a whole different world. So it was, and people are tired of hearing about it. So. <laughs> we get it, Steve. <laughs> we get whatever. Steve loves Bayview. Whatever. All right, <laughs> want to do family feud now or take a break? 
why don't you take a break because then we'll uh, talk about what's going on this week and then we'll close it up. All right. All right. We've come to, I don't know what. Talk Just about we're going to talk about our mailbag because we needed some time. All right. So, do you enjoy your five? My team, yeah. I wrote my team down. All right. Let's hear it. So what's the team for? Just maybe remind people what we're doing. It's our family feud team made up of family and friends. Oh, it's family too? I've, oh, shoot. I have oh, a family man. here. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Well, i got to readjust. I'll, I'll stop for you. Don't worry. Then. And my team would be me, buddy Tom Gujan, because he loves family feud for some reason. Steve, my brother Skeeter. And somebody I don't know, but David Jacoby. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> He'll break home the wind. Jacoby. Um, my five. I went, because if I had a new family, with Allison, I've had this conversation. So it's me, Allison, her brother, right? And then, so it's me, Allison, her brother. And then I think I go her mom. And then we've always said, do you go, where do we go from there? And then, then that's the argument. So I don't know if that's why she did this, but we that spot finally gave me a game. So she's going to make me say her daddy, even though I don't think he wanted to do it. I would love <laughs> to have pops out there. But non-family. So Brad, I thought of Gujan. Well, here's the problem. You have to, it's all very pop culture family feud. It's not like it's trivia. It's more like, what do you think the people want? And I don't know if Gujan's got a good pulse of that. Like, Keeping up with Kardashian. You've never seen like him watch Family Feud. Yeah. So I got Brad, I got Matt, I got Allison. We need what? One more, right? He's going to have me as the number five. Yeah. Oh, man. Granola, because he'd bring it home. Yep. <laughs> Who's Granola? He wouldn't get her. It would be like we would need. He would know nothing about the subject to yeah, still get the number be, one answer. There would be one of those ones where it's like four answers, and the first one's seventy-five, and the second one's ten, and the third one's like whatever that. Was. So there's only one person that answered that, and we all have it. We have two strikes in there. We're like, oh, it's this. Yes. And then, ding! There it is, because that's how he is. Hit the music. And yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You got five? Did I, I do. Long enough for you? you did. Do you know uh, that when Allison and I go to a restaurant and she'll go, she goes, me, I don't know what I want for dinner. Yeah. And I'll go, oh, could you please tell me what kind of lettuce is on that hamburger? <laughs> and I will ask stupid questions. Oh, really? And then she'll just like, kind of, then she'll nudge me in the kitchen. Okay. Go, oh, okay. I, I, I want spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my Family Feud top five, uh, I would go myself, my wife, I would go Josh Wyshewski, I'd go Eric Hunter, and I'd go Steve Jacobson, and that would be my Family Feud. Um, you got to have the smart person, you got to have the really smart person, you got to have the funny person. And then the guy that doesn't know anything. So I, I'm not saying who's who, but. Um, well, I don't know who the really smart person is. The super smart person. That's the one you married. <laughs> and in fact, you can make the argument. Who's the smart person? Who's the smarter person? The smart person or the person 
that had the smarts to marry the smart person. I I want to let you argue yeah, that for so me. Maybe, so, yeah. but yeah, my family feud. That's my team. Griff, you got your five. I got my five. So, um, <laughs> my f- <laughs> I would take uh, Judy Hart because she'd be so smitten to be on a game show yes. <laughs> that. It, yes. I just I, I I wouldn't even care if she didn't answer anything. I would just want to see her so happy, yeah, up there on a game show. So I would take Judy just for the pure joy of seeing her happy. Um, my brother-in-law uh, Carrie Larson, who I feel like knows everything and is uh, very comical in a dry sense of humor way, very great guy. Um, Aaron Booza, if anything with sports came up, this guy would know. I got a bone to pick with him. <laughs> They had the Booza family garage sale this weekend. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And my son Henry came home with a green and white flag with a giant S on it. And it's now hanging in his bedroom. And I got a bone to pick about that. Well, that's what the garage sale is, Matt. People give away the crap. <laughs> yes, well. Crap shop. <laughs> Aaron told Henry a long time ago, Henry was smitten with one of his girls and he said you're not coming to my house unless you're a Spartan fan and he took that literally uh, Aaron you you abused you abused the mind of a five year old boy and I don't appreciate that so I'm coming for you buddy <laughs> love you Aaron um, uh, my fourth would be uh, Justin Cooper um, all, just all around great guy Andy uh I feel like he always looks good, too. Justin so, would be a solid pull. He would be. And I, he's very intelligent. But I feel like just for looks-wise, he's always he just always looks good. And um, I will... <laughs> you like your man crush? <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm not bro. No, I just... I see I see Justin every almost every day. And he's just, he just always puts himself together well. It sounds like a little bit Jimmy Fallon and uh, Justin Jimberlake here. A little bit. I would be Justin Timberlake. I don't know. No, I'll be Jimmy Fallon? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Um, and then Christy Johnson from... Uh, Christy would be a very solid She'd She'd be very good, and she'd be very comical about it all, too. Um, so just for her uh, two cents about everything. So I would take more just to entertain me. We probably wouldn't win, but just to uh, make people happy and um, look good. Good. So... <laughs> Great. So Matt, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, rock, more rugged. Are you working? Are you volunteering? Yeah. Awesome. My wife and I. Cool. I'll see you out there then. Yes, you will. Griff, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going camping in TC. Nice. Yeah. So uh, father-in-law is taking um, us, uh, Nick and Jamie, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, and Carrie and Katie. Um, <laughs> uh, and their kids. So it's going to be a bunch of little kids, and uh, yeah, it should be should be entertaining. Should be a lot of fun. I plan on um, enjoying their food. <laughs> I'm hoping for the best. I people that listen to Pod know how I feel about Traverse City, so this isn't a surprise. Yeah, I just not a fan of. I mean, I like camping. Yeah, excited you're going camping. Yeah, excited we're going camping, and um, yeah, Traverse City. I enjoy every now and then I get it you know it's uh it's busy it's kind of overrun it's um lost kind of it's uh up north feel but um 
I just, I just, I want a vacation. I want a break. Okay, I, I want two days off of just me waking up and going, oh, we're going to make soup today. Like, I just want the simplicity of camping yeah. so badly right now. That's what we were talking. We were trying to figure out a camping weekend. Okay. Brad, what you do this weekend? Um, going to do the rugged triathlon, at least the run part. I got some teammates doing the other stuff. And I won some vouchers at Trivia last week for the film festival, so I might go check out some movies. Awesome. Oh, the film festival's this weekend. That's right. So I'm um, helping Casey out. I'm going to take some pictures. So I'll be out with the rugged. Um, And that's it. I really don't have anything going on this weekend, and that's kind of cool because it's kind of chaotic for me. So it feels nice not to have to do anything. So. And I'm saving money because at the end of September, one of my cool dudes is getting married. So I have to try her because she's getting married. So Charlie, no way. So that's what. So, yeah. And then hopefully pretty soon we'll have Brad's budding once he finds someone. That would be wonderful. It would be. I will sing for you. Sounds good. Why don't you just see what your bride wants and then just go from there? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with your singing, because you should do it at the courtyard. Ladies loved it. Yes, they did. But I just, yeah. Next week, Greg from The Hungry Hippie. Nice. And we're chasing that with Christine Wotuski from uh, Wotuski, executive director of Jesse Bester Museum. Oh, very cool. You so, guys got some great folks lined up. Yeah, and then Labor Day, my name, we got my wife. No. Brad needs a partner, a female partner for that pod. So if you are thinking about dating Brad or just want to come hang out with Brad, Brad needs a female partner for, to optimize, to make that pod the best it possibly can. Brad needs a female person here for that. No third wheel. Sounds like there's a game. <laughs> yeah, there could be a game. So that's that. And then the week after that, the 10th, Eric Peterson for the Fresh Palette. Cool. After that, um... Amy Martin, my coworker. Brad's coworker, then Mark Jacobs. Oh no, Justin Cooper, and then Mark Jacobs. So we got September filled out. So. And I met somebody that you work with that's coming on. Amy, probably. Amy, yeah, she was. Uh, she's excited. She's looking forward to it. She is. I think we've got our got the episode planned out. Me and her. So. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. All right. Okay. Talk to you guys soon. See ya. Thanks.